Welcome to Unleash Podcast. Our mission is to equip and inspire emerging leaders to take holistic approaches to lead themselves, their family, and the community. In this podcast, we will bring in expert insights to enrich your leadership journey. We are so glad you're tuning in, and let's unleash your leadership potentials. Hello, guys. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. So this is our growth series from Asia Leadership Development Network. We're so glad that you can tune in tonight. We have a very special guest today uh, to talk to us about emotional intelligence. Mary Jo, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing great. Thank you so much. So um, introduce yourself to us. Well, I have uh, been with Asian Access for actually three, over three decades, and primarily I've been working in, in cross-cultural work in Japan with uh, Japanese pastors and helping them to start new churches, and then in the broader Asia context as well. And uh, related to emotional intelligence, I have um, received training and training to be a trainer. So I'm a certified trainer with um, Talent Smart in emotional intelligence. It's an area I've been really interested in over the years. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and doing this interview with us. Um, so let's just jump into our topic. Talk to us about what emotional intelligence is. Right. It, it's interesting. I talk to a lot of people who know that emotional intelligence is important, and they'll say that, yeah, it's really important. But then when I push a bit and ask them what it is, they aren't really sure. So. Of course, they know it has to do with emotions, and uh, they may know that it shows up in what we call soft skills. If you've ever heard mm-hmm. of soft skills in the workplace, and that's skills that are related to relationships, listening well, communicating our perspective and mm-hmm. empathy for others, that sort of thing. And that's in contrast to hard skills that are job-specific. So, for example, a computer programmer, then they need specific skills in programming. But when that computer programmer it has to work on a team, the ability to collaborate and to, to um, work well in that team really depends on soft skills. So that's why the business world, understanding EQ, we, we call EQ as our emotional quotient, you know, the measurement of your mm. emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. That's why the business world uh, sees it as so important. And as a matter of fact, in research, it's shown that EQ, our, our emotional quotient, is a better predictor of success in life than IQ. We focus a lot on on, uh, intellectual quotient, but actually EQ is more important in the long run. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting because even in our education system that we're taught to understand and learn that IQ is is more important than anything, right? Right. Right. Yeah, so... um, so EQ, is it mainly important for our careers? Well, you know, actually it's, it's very holistic in our whole life because um, it relates, because it has to do with uh, relationships, it has to do with family life, with marriage and parenting, mm-hmm. and it also even can affect things like our health and our overall sense of well-being, our ability to make good decisions, manage stress, adapt to new things, and have resilience or grit people mm. is, is a popular term now having grit that resilience that's mm-hmm. also um, an important part of piece of emotional intelligence okay 
Um, yeah, so it's not just about empathy and listening well. There's more to it than that, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, are there, um, what type of um, um, categories are there in each? Okay, right, so to simplify, uh, if we look at all these different aspects of EQ grouped into, let's say, four categories, uh, commonly they'll group into four categories that help to make it easier to understand. And that mm -hmm. they are, the four are uh, self-awareness, mm -hmm. self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. Okay, so I'll, I'll just go into each one of them, explain mm -hmm. a little mm -hmm. bit, all right? Um, the first one is self-awareness. And this is, it's a lot more than knowing just like what I like or don't like, or whether I'm an extrovert or introvert. It's a lot more involved than that. It goes deeper, and it's really a lifelong process of getting to know yourself as you really are. And this may sound counterintuitive because we should know who we are. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm, at my age, I should know who I am, but it is a lifelong process. And I think it really requires courage because you have to be able to look at your dark side and say, wow, I can be really negative or I tend to be defensive when, uh, or shut down maybe when a, a conversation points out my weaknesses or, uh, wow, I, I was really mean to that person. I was really unkind when I said, made that comment. So it requires that we reflect and we look on ourselves and see that side as well. Mm -hmm. And it's also, I'd say it's being aware of your buttons. Buttons is something we, we refer to where, I don't know if you've been in a family situation and maybe one of the kids knows how to push dad's buttons, we say, yeah. and they know just the thing to say to get him going, right? Yeah. Right. So we have those buttons sometimes and it's being aware and being um, able to see that and deal with that so those buttons are not so sensitive. So it's being open to see yourself as you really are. That's an important foundation to EQ. So that's the self-awareness part. That's the foundation. Right. Right. And then the second is self-management. And this, um, this has to do with things like impulse control, following through on commitments, uh, delayed gratification. Those are all important pieces. It's something that athletes uh, really lean on in their training. They focus on a goal and then to help them stay motivated through the hard times, they focus on that goal and they stay on track and keep working at it, even when it's painful or hard, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then it also means working on those buttons we just mentioned, so they aren't so sensitive and you know, giving that reaction uh, when people push them. And even things like grooming optimism and gratitude, those are also important skills in EQ and self-management. Mm -hmm. So I see that the first two are focused more on ourselves. And then right. I believe there's two more. And what are those are focused? Yes. Okay, so the, right, the first two are focused on knowing myself and managing myself. And then the next two are focused outward. And it's for social awareness and then relationship management. So in the area of social mm -hmm. awareness, it's, it's not only important in the workplace, it's really in all of our relationships. And it's important to have um, what's called impact awareness. And that's where we are aware of the impact we have. And, you know, sometimes the impact we have is completely different than our intentions. And mm -hmm. people will say, 
you know, when you said this or you did this, it made me feel, you know, whatever, made me feel badly. And you think, I, that was not my intention. And you think if it wasn't my intention, that's okay. But actually, we have to be aware of that impact awareness and to close the gap so our intentions really come across and the impact matches that. So we don't want to be hurtful that our, our impact matches that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it also um, is things like that social awareness is listening well and having empathy with what other people are experiencing, being tuned into other people's emotions and mm -hmm. understanding their perspective. And for me, working internationally, I had to learn about culture. I had to understand mm -hmm. that, okay, in an American setting, you don't ask a, people, a person about their weight in this way. In Japan, yeah. that, was, that was okay, you know, or you know, it's different. And so culturally, I had to understand their perspective to understand what they were saying and what they were feeling and what, what that meant, right? Mm -hmm. um, it means um, it's also being able to read body language or read the room we talk about in a group setting. And it, you know, it really requires also caring how others feel. Mm -hmm. And then using our eyes and our ears and intuition to observe and listen and to better understand others. But if, if we don't care, then, then social awareness is, will be really hard to develop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're social beings, right? We, we, we don't do life by ourselves. We constantly live in a community, um, starting with our families, how, how it, you know, I think it's a really important skill to to coexist with with one another. I think that's our healthiest mm -hmm. life, and uh, so the whole uh, push to isolate and isolation. Uh, yeah, I agree with you totally. It's not what the way we were made to be, and mm -hmm. um, it yeah, it has a lot of negative effects. <laughs> then the fourth, we can jump into the the fourth one then, and that's relationship management. And that's a little bit more of this nitty gritty. And it's interesting because it requires good self-awareness, which is the first one we talked about, and self-management, mm -hmm. as well as the social awareness. So it kind of takes all of those pieces and that really brings it into how we're going to manage relationships. So you can see how those first two build in toward that. And we want to build relationships that are respectful and that are really thriving and mutually beneficial. And so we're able to learn to give and take. And we want to understand how your needs and my needs can both be met and mm -hmm. negotiating that right in relationships and coming up with those really healthier. And in our most important relationships in family, as you mentioned, it's learning how to love well. And I really think loving well is is as part of this it's a good eq allows us to express love well and how to be loved and how to have good conflicts because conflicts are important mm -hmm. but how to how to mm -hmm. work that out in a healthy way how to apologize so that it really means something and how mm -hmm. to truly forgive and mm -hmm. all of those things eq skills can help us in, in in those ways to have good healthy relationships in those really important ones as well as in the workplace and in our community, broader community. Wow. Yeah. I can, I can see how important EQ really is. And I, I think often these skills 
you know, the soft skills, as you, as you mentioned earlier, is pretty much underlooked or undergraded. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so could these skills, if let's say that I don't, I figured that I don't have really well um, um, self-awareness, could, could this be developed? Like all these four skills, as you said, um, it's um, self-awareness, uh, self-management and social awareness and relationship management. Could these um, be improved? Is there, how do you go about that? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great question uh, because that's, that's really where it makes a difference. And so I think that's the encouraging part of EQ because unlike personality is kind of set in our 20s, they tell us, and then mm -hmm. IQ really does not change a lot in adulthood. But mm -hmm. EQ is an area that can be significantly developed through intentional work on specific skills. So it's, that's really encouraging. And the biggest piece is stepping back from living our lives just on autopilot, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, just doing what we've always done but rather to take the time to reflect. I think reflection is a big key in, in getting that started. Uh, so let's say for an example, it can be as easy as maybe writing a journal and journaling in a, in a notebook, just mm -hmm. a simple notebook every night of things that we've observed about ourselves or our relationships over the days. And then that will help us to be more observant and intentional mm -hmm. during the day because you think, oh, I, I should write about this tonight. And as you keep doing that at night, then in the daytime, you'll think, oh, I, I need to pay attention here. And mm -hmm. you'll begin to, you know, collect those little nuggets of areas where, wow, if I just do that, that I could totally, I could have done that better. And that, that reflection uh, helps us to grow the um, emotional intelligence then. And we'll begin to see patterns or themes and clues, ways that we can change. Um, another thing is honestly just slowing down because sometimes, as I said, it's autopilot because we're wired to something happens, we have a, an emotion and we have a reaction and mm -hmm. it's, it happens so fast that there's no time to think about it. We, mm -hmm. we talk exactly. about the lizard brain it, and it, it gives your brain oxygen, one. And then you shift from that automatic place of where our brain just snaps to right to action. We call it the lizard brain. And it actually gives us um, time to engage our thinking brain. And that tells us, you know, I really care about this person. I'm not going to say that. And it can keep us from saying things that we really regret later. So mm -hmm. slowing down. Or let's say you're in an awkward situation. And you don't know how to react and you just slow it down and take some breath and allow your rational brain to think and mm -hmm. reflect. And then, um, and I think as we get more in tune to the person we want to be, um, then we will respond more appropriately. So it's just slowing that down and being a bit reflective. And then um, if we focus on things, uh, self-management, let's say, you're having trouble uh, if uh, maybe procrastinating, then some ideas or uh, get, uh, getting motivated, things like that. Those are common things that we deal with a lot, right? Oh, yeah. Especially <laughs> the young ones like, like well, me. <laughs> okay. Uh, it, it's something older people also can deal with. So 
Um, some ideas are that we know will help with the success in that area is one to set our environment for success. So that means the simple stuff, right? If you want to lose weight, get rid of the junk food in your house. If you don't have that junk food, if you really want to lose weight, you know, don't buy the junk food. If you want to work out in the morning, get your things clothes set up, get your tennis shoes right there. So that everything is ready to go. And you kind of removing those barriers that make it harder to do. Mm-hmm. That's your environment for success. Um, another one is to build in, um, an accountability partner or a, a cheerleader. I like to call it a cheerleader mm-hmm. to help you reach your goals. So find someone or even a group of people who want to grow in the same area and then you encourage one another. So mm-hmm. like an exercise buddy or mm-hmm. now there's so many options to get connected with other people who are interested in the similar things and you encourage one another. Uh, or also you could find someone who is really good at something and reach out to them for encouragement. You can ask them for suggestions. Say, I know I have this friend and I struggle with self-awareness. She seems really good at that. Ask for suggestions. And then you can check in with them. Say, I really want to work on this. And you, you check in with them. It gives you that accountability. And hopefully if it's somebody that's affirming and encouraging, then they, they will, um, their words of encouragement will give you that strength and, and um, what yeah. motivation to keep going. And so let's say another area, if say you want to grow your savings, you need to have more savings available, then this is something that you can do. Also, you have this clear goal, and then you check mm-hmm. in with them and say, Hey, I'm up to this amount. And they're like, you're doing great. And, and that helps us that encourages us to keep going. Um, you know, uh, the group Alcoholics Anonymous, AA is really based on mm-hmm. that they have a support group, for both accountability and encouragement. And it is one of the most successful in helping people with addictions. And so even outside of that area of addiction, just in simply changing our behavior and uh, the self-management area, it can be a big help. Mm -hmm. And let's see, I have have another one then. Um, Another thing to help with um, procrastination is to understand that making these, doing these hard things, it takes energy. And so, You'll notice perhaps as you get later in the day, it's harder to make those, you know, that's when I'm going to have that cookie before I go to bed or a little <laughs> bowl of ice cream. But those are the times our, our um, will is weaker. Mm-hmm. But if you start the day with something hard and you say, uh, some, some people call this swallowing frogs. You just do, you just set those hard things. I'm going to do it in the morning when I have the energy and then you accomplish those and it, the success builds. And now I feel like I can do anything. And you start doing other things that are hard and you see this um, momentum of successes and change growing. So that's um, another way to kind of start with something hard in the morning mm-hmm. when you have that energy. And so those are some, uh, some kind of simple ways. Uh, there are just a million ways you can develop it, but uh, one to get started perhaps. Well, well that, that sounds really hopeful that we could, um change in these areas by taking small steps very simple you know um thank you so much for those tips um and what do you think is the most important thing to remember when we are working on our eq when we're working to make it better well as i mentioned um earlier eq is something we work on over a lifetime And so at times, 
you know, it's easier just to stick with autopilot or the status quo. And sometimes we even can just fall into a belief, I can't change anything. I can't, it, I can't make a difference. And mm-hmm. so to stick with this kind of growth and intent with those little changes, it's important. I think it's important that we have a vision for a better self and that we really believe that our relationships can improve, that our life can improve, and that our um, work situation can get better. There are a lot of things we can't do, but there are things that we can do to make Mm -hmm. it better. And that we have a vision. Let's say if I'm having difficulty with communication in my marriage, that I imagine you know, when we first got married, I thought it would be like this. And we imagine that we have that vision and we allow that vision to pull us to take steps toward improvement. We can't change the other person, but I can make changes in myself mm-hmm. to grow this environment and to, to take us that direction. And so um, those things, I think that get to give us that vision, even a sense of uh, contribution in our community and in the world that we can slowly then make a change over time. And this gives us hope. It's building on successes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I worked with, um, with a young man once who was uh, struggling in his academic career. And um, I think he felt really hopeless. And uh, he began to, um, over time, take some small steps and he did what he could do and he began to have successes and i watched him as that success is built then he began to see himself differently and uh, that momentum really changed so um, i think it's those small steps to believe that there mm-hmm. is and have that hope and then to then consistently work on that and build on successes it's just really important so that commitment over a lifetime mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that it's uh, um, there's not going to be overnight success. You're not going to be not there. Yeah, there's going to be time that you just shove those cookies in your mouth and sleep through the through the morning. But then, um, but then you keep working on it. It's tomorrow's a a new day. Tomorrow's a new day, right? (laughs) Yes, the lifetime progress. Yeah, I think that's really helpful to remember that even if you fail sometimes, you just find the strength to get back up and keep working on it. It's a lifetime process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for these. Um, we're, unfortunately, we are coming to an end, but I have one last question for me. So, okay. um during today during a pandemic time like like today um there are a lot of people who are panicking and and there's fear and um and i think it's because of the changes that lots of people are facing due to the coronavirus um how do you think we should respond to this this pandemic if there's a better way to respond yeah, absolutely. This is a time. It's easy to feel overwhelmed and confused and panic. It's that's mm. uh, totally understandable. Uh, I would say the first thing is to breathe. Again, it's just just breathe. Just, yeah, as exactly. simple as that. <laughs> it is as simple as that. To stop and to take a breath 
and we'll take another breath um, because when we are in crisis times, um, we, we, we start, our breath becomes more shallow, our shoulders get tight, and it's hard even to think. Mm -hmm. And it, it all contributes to this uh, panic, the sense of panic. Um, and so just slow down, slow down your breathing. And then to uh, begin to, I think, cut, the, cut through the information. There's so much coming at us. There's so much that it can be overwhelming, and it's not all helpful, really. <laughs> and there's only so much we can process at one time. And so to be able to cut through the information and to the, the news and the voices, right, to get the information you really need to know and um, to be able to just identify that. I think that keeps us from getting overwhelmed with too much at one time. Mm -hmm. I had a friend who, um, who told me, um, she said, I'm no longer afraid of, the, of um, COVID-19. She said she had watched a video. It was very clear about a doctor who was saying he was working in the hospital and he's saying, this is what I do. I'm not afraid. And so it was very clear, um, washing hands. You know, I can't, I'm not going to say wear a mask, but the mask doesn't necessarily protect you, but it reminds you, don't touch your face when you're out. And then social distancing and explaining, this is how the virus works. If you take these steps, those are the main precautions you can take. And so... Mm -hmm. I think it was very empowering just to know, okay, this is, this is what I can do. This is, these are the specific things, right, related to that. And then to protect yourself from those uh, voices that speak fear and panic and, you know, conspiracy theories and to really protect yourself from that and instead to focus in on what you can do mm -hmm. clearly and what you cannot do and accept mm -hmm. what you cannot do. And um, that, the, that feeling of panic really only makes you feel more helpless. Mm -hmm. So to take steps that um, you can do and accept what you cannot. And it, it makes me think of the serenity prayer, which has been so popular and it really applies to today. And uh, it's very well known. It's God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And so that's really a great place to be, especially in these times. Mm. Okay. All right. Um, thank you so much for joining us today, Mary Jo. Oh, um, I'm sure this gave uh, a lots of information um, and, and hope to many people that are listening uh, that that has uh, tuned us with us today. So, um, yeah, thank you so much. And My pleasure. Yeah, thank you, and thank you guys so much for joining us today. I hope you guys enjoyed us. Um, I hope you learned something new today. Um, we'll see you next time, and have a good night. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Unleashed podcast was brought to you by Asia Leadership Development Network. In this podcast, we will discuss topics related to leadership, personal development, family, mental and emotional health, business entrepreneurship, 
organizational and community leadership, and more. For a better tomorrow, we strive today. Thank you for joining us.